Come stay and play at Live Casino and Hotel. Welcome to one of the biggest casinos in the country with luxurious clean rooms, upscale dining, and the grandest payouts. Now offering stay and play and all in packages, including $50 free slot play, VIP parking, VIP casino access, and more. Book now at livecasino.com or call 443-445-2929. At Arundel Mills, must be 21, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgambling.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hello, everybody. I know that I have not recorded an episode um, for you guys for Aaron's show, but don't worry. We certainly have not forgotten about this great podcast and great YouTube channel. So the last time where we left you, where we, we were speaking with um, Jason Polanski. He was telling us a lot about Space Camp for the Blind and his interesting experiences in Nashville, Tennessee. Jason, welcome back for part two. How are you? Tell everybody what's going on and how you're doing. Doing well. It's a beautiful day, and uh, yeah, life is good. I can't complain. <laughs> well, well, good. Our listeners appreciate that. <laughs> okay, where do, you, where do you want to take the show tonight, man? What, what do you want to talk about? Do you want to keep talking about the different interesting things that you learned about the, the laws and entertainment law? Because I think that's really interesting. And I think a lot of our listeners and viewers who might be blind might find that to be um, really good to know. So actually, yeah, why, why don't you start there and we'll see kind of how things go along. Okay, so go ahead. Yeah, uh, so we didn't, I mean, we, uh, my instructor, so he had a law background. He, we didn't go into the laws themselves extremely deep. But, um, yeah, I mean, we talked about, you know, copywriting and uh, record deals um, and some of the processes involved with that. We didn't – the thing is, it was kind of a craft course. I mean, we didn't really do a lot of practicing with that. Uh, we were more focused on, uh, you know, planning the tour and, you know, getting the shows, um, you know, pr- uh, producing them – uh, so, uh, we didn't really get into the law a lot, but it was definitely interesting to learn about, uh, cool. you know, to kind of scratch the surface with it. Uh, but what I'd like to talk about is kind of, um, so each member of the business track, uh, had a couple of shows that we had to produce, meaning that we kind of, we would decide, uh, you know, the order of the show, how it would, you know, kind of the flow of it, if that makes sense. And make yeah. sure that the artists uh, had everything that they needed, and uh, you know that they were doing well, that they weren't nervous, you know, sure. that kind of thing. Uh, so that was pretty fun doing. Um, my first show that I produced was Covers Week. Uh, so there's the artist track, you know, they all performed covers. Um, one of one of them did uh, When I Come Around by Green Day. One of them did a Taylor Swift song. One of them did uh, "Science Still Delivered" by Stevie Wonder. So uh, we had it was a uh, you know pretty cool to see them. Uh, you know the artists as they matured. You know they wrote, started out writing their own songs, and then you know, the week that I produced it was covers week. So to see them do covers and to see them you know kind of put their 
a little spin on it, uh, and what have you, and, yeah, uh, and then, and then I produced again, uh, one of the shows, one of the, one of the more, fi one of the final ones, uh, before we started getting ready for the tour, um, so, yeah, it was cool to see, you know, just everything progress so quickly, you know, with, uh, you know, they had to have their demos ready, and, you know, by, basically by the beginning of the week, and then, you know, practice it, and hammer time on Wednesday, be ready to perform it on Thursday, so, and then, you know, Friday was game tape, so, uh, you know, the direct, the instructors would go through the show and kind of, you know, tell us what we did well and what we didn't do well, and almost kind of like, you know, a football player, uh, you know, when they, after the game, you know, that next day they'll, you know, usually sit with the coach and watch the game and, you know, go through it and talk about how they can improve. So it was, you know, really hands-on, just really a lot of good life lessons you get out of that, out of an experience like that. Mm. I'm glad you mentioned the life lessons. That leads to another interesting question. What was the most unexpected life lesson that you learned in Nashville? Yeah, um, I think it was probably how to be amicable is kind of uh, the word that the director used uh, to describe to describe me. You know how to how to just uh, handle yourself and like keep calm in all situations, no matter how crazy it might be. Especially during the tour when you have all the kinds of stuff, you know, equipment moving around and you can't see what's happening and people can't always stop and explain things to you, right? Um, so some, I, one tool that I, I did uh, take advantage of and that I still use uh, was I, I am, am a subscriber to Ira, which is, uh, for those who don't know, it's a service. Basically, you can use it through your smartphone or you can – uh, get the Horizon kit, which is what I have, um, runs off of basically a phone that's specifically for Ira, and it connects you to an agent, and uh, the agent has a dashboard where they can see what's happening around you, and I also have a pair of glasses that attach to the smartphone, and so, uh, you know, they were able to kind of, you know, one time, uh, you know, when everybody was kind of packing things up. It was before, right before the tour, we were at um, a place called Soundcheck, where we, we uh, basically a big venue where artists come and practice and make sure that they have everything ready uh, before the tour. And it's kind of like just this big venue, you know, all the major celebrities in Nashville, a lot of them go there to practice and get their equipment tuned and everything uh so we were at soundcheck and everybody was uh you know we were getting ready to pack everything up and so and it was kind of it's kind of like a lot of organized chaos as i was mentioning so i was having ira kind of describe to me what was happening you know what people were picking up and moving and you know it was uh one person was the uh we each kind of had different rules, right? So the tech, the techs uh, were doing a lot of the moving things around and setting things up. And then, the, you know, the production manager, uh, if you will, was kind of in charge of 
everything. And so it was just really cool to have, you know, to be able to have Ira describe things to me. And, you know, even when I was in Nashville, you know, they, they took some pictures of you know, the city and like the Parthenon that's there. And, you know, when we would go out on excursions or what have you. And, I mean, I find it pretty helpful in my daily life, uh, you know, for just sometimes something on the computer that I can't, I need to click a button, can't get Jaws to click it, you know, I can call them and they'll click it, or, you know, if I'm cooking something or I need to read something, it's just, uh, it's, it's kind of like having eyes whenever you need it. Uh, yeah. So what you learned how to do in this, and this, this, is, this is really cool, really fascinating. I learned how to take advantage of all my tools, you know, you uh, learned, the people around you me, uh, my knowledge that I had, uh, you know, the technology that I had, and just, um, you know, be able to try to use all those things, plus, mm-hmm. you know, my uh, intelligence, my intuition, and uh, use all those things to... What about what about your what about your what about your motivation? Don't don't sell yourself short. Your motivation, your motivation to do this, even if this was challenging for you. Um, You know, if I had been in university, I I would not have been able to do something like this. I would have, I you know, to be overly honest, I would have certainly gotten too flustered by all of these things. Uh, There were probably parts of it that I would have liked, but overall it wouldn't have been something that would have been suitable for me at the time, you know. So, but this is really fascinating. So you found out about this app on the App Store called Ira. Um, I mean, I vaguely have heard of it through Facebook, but so what happened? So you create an account with Ira, and then how how do you actually go about using the tool of Ira? What what exactly happens? Uh, Yeah, so there's a couple of different ways you can do it just through your phone app itself, using the phone camera. Or if you pay a little extra, you can get the Horizon Kit, which is you get a phone that's specifically just for Ira. It's an Android phone, but it's like everything else is disabled. It's made, it's made just for Ira. And um, it it's probably the best way to go if you're out and about because, I mean, it's video. So if you're using just your regular phone, you're going to be using a lot of your data. Um, on your battery, so, and then the glasses, uh, there's like a rope kind of wire that has like a, they call it like a micro USB, and it connects, you know, plugs into the glasses and plugs into the uh, jack on the phone. Um, and then, and so you don't have to use it with the glasses all the time, but it's nice for, like, you know, say you're in an airport or you're, you know, walking somewhere, uh, you know, just they can, you don't have to hold up the phone. They can see through the glasses. Cool. Cool. And they're also now, doing some neat things with, um, no, let's, let's, uh, let's, frame okay. Let's, glasses. so let's, okay. Let's slow down because our, our, our listeners, you know, I kind of know what you mean, but we, we need to step by step by step by step explain. Oh, right. So, so you kind of ju- you kind of ju- it's okay you kind of jump you jumped ahead a little bit too quickly there so okay got got it so let's say that I need a project and I'm I'm just gonna let's say put the put the app go to the app store download Ira put it onto my phone create an account with Facebook you know sign in through Facebook get the account that way get it all set up but then here's the question though um so then these these people who are on the other end 
Right. Are they like delivering their annotation to you via text? Are they just talking in your ear? Um, they're talking to you. Um, yeah. So there's they they're trained. Uh, so they you know they they can be anywhere in the world basically, and you know they're trained on how to describe things and. So they they have like a dashboard. They have access to Google Maps. Uh, you know they have access to they they basically describe whatever you need them to describe through the camera. Hmm. hmm. Okay. Now, is Isla an app just for blind people, or could anyone use it? Um. Well, they actually have it set up now so that I think anybody can use it as a guest. Uh, for a certain, like, after the first five minutes of every call, it's free now. Um, and then there are some locations that are IRA access locations. I mean, I think they kind of only want people who are legally blind using it. Uh, and I don't think you sign up through Facebook. Um, you can sign up. They basically just, like, send you... I think I did it through the website, but I think now you can, uh, they'll like just send you like a text message code to verify your phone number kind of thing. Right, um, right. And it depends on whether, you know, if you're just using the free version, I think that's all you have to do. If you're paying for the minutes, um, you know, you'll probably, you'll have to call customer service and get, you know, a credit card or something, you know, set up connected to the service. Um, but then there are also locations that are IRA access points, meaning that they're free uh, for anyone. Mm. So I think uh, certain Target stores in the Baltimore area and I think in the Minneapolis area are free locations, um, mm-hmm. as well as all AT&T stores, um, all Walgreens stores are locations, and all the lo- I'm pretty sure any – a uh, hotel where there's an NFB convention is also a location, at least for the time of the convention. I don't know what it's like, you know, afterwards. Um, so even like the state conventions are free IRA access points. Hmm. Well, I certainly appreciate the part about the pharmacy, the Walgreens. That's really important. You know, when a, yeah. when a blind person, you know, good, 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 good heavens. When my, my parents, when they go to the pharmacy, they they have to figure out if they're getting the right medication for them, and they they have perfect vision. They're sighted, so it must be really hard for people who are blind uh, to make sure that they're getting what they're supposed to get at the pharmacy. You know, so that's really important. Yeah, mm. yeah. So how did you find the um the agent on the other end, the person who was basically describing what was happening oh, around you? Yes. Okay. So so that's critical. So it, it just connects you. Um, so it's just kind of whoever picks up, uh, you know, you hit the call button on your app or on your Horizon phone. Uh, you know, on the Horizon device, you hit the button twice. On the iPhone, you know, you just hit the call agent, and then it just connects you with whoever is available, basically. So and it usually happens within, you know, a few seconds. Right, right. Now, um, I'm not, I'm not right, right at this particular moment. I, you know, I'm a very private person, so I'm not going to give out uh, my employer. Uh, but I will tell you that I work online, and I will tell you that I'm a teacher online. So, although it might have seemed like the person was on the other end, ready to go, 
probably what it is is they have certain hours of the day and that if you're an agent for this company, you sign up for the hours that you want to be online. And the agents are competing with each other to see who can get to the calls first and who can talk the longest. That's probably what it is. So just, you know, and I'm just saying that for, for the listeners, you know, it's not, you know, these apps that connect people with other people in the world, it's not necessarily a magical thing. Um, there's oftentimes, um, oftentimes those people are working. It's their job to do that. And oftentimes they work very hard competing with other agents um, at certain hours or at certain peak times of the day to get to the call. And it's, Quite competitive, I will tell you. Um, so did you, when you were working with these agents and they were telling you things, did you ever find an agent, number one, who really struggled with some of the environments that you were in? Because you were, I think, probably one of the most challenging or unusual environments for them to describe. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I mean, actually, I had some who were, like, really into music and had, uh, you know, taught music and done theater before so they kind of knew what it was like but it's still different you know there's a big difference between you know a typical musical theater show and <coughs> uh, a, a concert tour with all this technology um there are some similarities but it's a lot more moving parts i would say uh so but they kind of knew a little bit about it um and then now, there were some who didn't really have any experience in that, but, you know, tried to describe it best they could and were, you know, they were like, well, it seems like a pretty uh, pretty organized and pretty interesting operation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a riot. If they didn't know what to say, they said, oh, this is pretty interesting, pretty organized. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jason, you could have called me. I mean, I can say, Jason, I think you're in a pretty interesting and organized operation. I got that sentence. I can memorize that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That okay? That's hilarious. Um, but no, I mean, I'm sure they, I'm sure they meant well. But that's not really what you say if you don't know what's going on. Um, yeah. That 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 is utter. That is utterly. That is hilarious. Oh man, listeners are gonna love that. Um, but. Um, so, so after the, the call with the IRA person, after they were done, you know, um, describing for you, number one, could you get an email that showed you the transcript of everything that they said, you know, what, when, and what could you do for follow up and rating the agent and things like that? Oh yeah. You can rate the agent, uh, as a good or poor, and then you can write a comment as to, you know, how they helped you. Um, and then if like, if I need something read to me, like they mm -hmm. take a picture and, you know, type it up and, you know, send it to me in an email, especially if it's like a bill or something, like I've done it, um, you know, or my mail, you know, something mm -hmm. important. Um, so yeah, they can, they can also take pic just take pictures for me. Like I, Screenshot. one time I had them take a picture of like the band set up and, you know, they, they're just, uh, it just goes, you can actually just access it right through the app, uh, through the hmm. more tab, and you can, you know, copy it or, you know, share it to your social media, send it to your friends, whatever. So, you know, that's, and one thing, that's really useful for blind one people. Thing, yeah, yeah, and one thing that, that occurred to me that blind people need to be aware of, and, I'm, and I know you're aware, but I'm just saying it for the show, is that we always need to be careful about our security and what information we give out. So, 
What do you know about the company IRA? You know, are they screening these agents? Do the agents go through extensive background checks and training? Because, you know, most are obviously well-intentioned, but obviously you don't want to show personal things like a mail or bills or checks to just anyone like that, even if they're helping you, you know? So what what do you think about that? What do you think about the yeah. uh, agency's ethics and security? Yeah, I think they're pretty good with it. They, uh, their agents are background checked and, you know, everything is confidential. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think they sign. Oh, and, wait a minute. Let me, let me make, let me make a correction, Jason. When this, in this day and age, nothing is confidential. Let, let me just correct that. Okay. Trust me. Nothing is a secret anymore. But yes, we say that everything is confidential. Well, yeah. But I mean, they, I mean, you do have to be careful, but, yeah. um, with, as with anything, but I mean, I've never heard of any instances where, you know, people have had major issues of that nature. Right, right. But no, and those those things do happen on with these companies. You do occasionally you get a rogue person or just some crazy person, but that's that's the minority. But it, but it is possible. I I I just wondered about that, you know, because you know you take a picture of a of a bill or something, you never know where that's going to end up. So you know that's pretty. That can be pretty scary. Yeah, that is true. But that that's cool. Your so, address or something, yeah. Especially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so when was this company like developed, or when when did this Ira company start? I think I want to say like twenty fifteen or sixteen was when it mm. first. Yeah, and it's really taken off in the past few years. Yeah. Yeah, I've noticed with my companies that I work for, my companies have really grown rapidly, too. And I think more and more things are done from, you know, basically half one side of the job is someone at home. The other side is someone like you, like in in the music world or in the city doing things. And then the other half are the people at home, you know, as the support. You know, I'm noticing that more and more. So, yeah, that's that's really cool. Really, really interesting. So. Let's see. Um, and uh, if if someone um, if someone would ever want to, you know, work for Ira, you know, if they're sighted and they want and they want to learn more information, what do you think? What do you suppose they would do? Um, is there a way for them to get more information? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely stuff on their website. Um, you know, I think there's an application process and I think the interview process is kind of rigorous. And, you know, I mean, they they pick people who are, you know, legitimate, who are going to be good at describing things. And, I mean, it. I think it is kind of hard to get into as far as being an agent. Um, mm-hmm. but they, I mean, they hire blind people for, like, customer service roles. And I know um, one of the guys who used to work for Humanware is now uh, with them. And so, uh, yeah, I think – and they have, I think, uh, Eric Winmayer who climbed Mount Everest – first blind guy to climb Mount Everest is like on their board or something. Uh, you know, they have a list of all the, they have, you know, they're getting input from the NFB, from Ray Kurzweil. I mean, it's pretty, uh, pretty big deal. Hmm. So the, the blind people that they're hiring, 
for the um, customer service. What, what do you know about that? I think a lot of our listeners would be interested to learn yeah, more about Yeah, I don't that. know a ton about it. Um, yeah, there's – I mean, I think they hire – I don't know if some of their – you know, I think some of their executives are, definitely, are blind, and um, I'm not exactly sure, you know, all the processes for how they – we do that, but hmm. well, I'm well, sure it's good. all on their website somewhere. You know, you call them always, get information, get more information. Well, good to know. So why why don't so by the way, today's episode of Aaron's show is not sponsored by Ira. But go ahead, let's imagine, let's have a little fun with it and imagine that it is. So go ahead and give them a plug. Where where would they go? What's the website? Do you think? Uh, io. Oh yeah, a i r a dot dot i o. Okay, what's the? Yes. Why is it i o? Hmm. I'm not sure what that means. I think it's certain businesses, uh, tech companies, is becoming uh, dot i o is like a new domain that's uh, popping up. Um, in one of my marketing classes, I use something called keywordtool.io for like search engine optimization stuff. Uh, so I think it's kind of like a techie thing. It's yeah, I had never heard of it until uh, you know signing hmm. up for Ira. But interesting, interesting. Wow. Well, good. Okay. Um, and then do they have like an app in the app store and all of that? Type yes. Of thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just search for the app, download it. You know, it's pretty easy to get set up with a free account. Good. Cool. Well, that's all really, all really, really interesting stuff. So what other topics um, do you well, want I to address? We could transition into uh, talking a little bit about employment. Because uh, one yeah. thing that IRA does is they can also help you fill out job applications and resumes and those kinds of things. And I'd like to talk about um, my experience with employment uh, right now and some of the work that I'm doing. Go. Yeah, so uh, I am actually – I actually work in human resources. Uh, I I work from home as well, and I uh, work for Microsoft. I am a recruiter for uh, software engineers and uh, machine learning and data scientists, and I use uh, I use LinkedIn Recruiter is kind of my main tool that I use, and uh, Microsoft Teams for uh, communicating with my colleagues uh, <clears throat> and uh, with with candidates. And kind of how I got the job was through networking through an yeah. alum of my college. Um, I'm not going to say names. No, uh, please, please do not. Yeah, right. but um, yeah, I connected. Basically, one of my professors, uh, he said, you know, Jason, you should aim big. You know, you should look at Google, look at Microsoft, look, you know, I could see you in a major company like that. I think you would do really well, and I think, uh, you know, you'd be able to bring something uh, to the table as a blind person. And so I... Those companies are pretty hard to get into, uh, but yeah. <laughs> I reached out. I uh, went to the Career Center 
uh, you know, I'd say if you're a college student, definitely take advantage of your career center. And yeah. I went to the career center and got the name of, got some names of some people to reach out to and mm-hmm. uh, reached out to some people and uh, started a conversation. And uh, long story short, uh, ended up getting connected uh, to this job opportunity. That's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. That sounds like that could be a lot of fun. Um, if you want to, obviously you're not going to say a name or anything, but I'm sure that some, some recruits, um, although the majority of them were amazing people with, uh, very advanced skills and advanced backgrounds and a lot of work experience. I'm sure you've also gotten a couple, uh, a couple interesting people that didn't maybe said something really weird or really funny or something like that. Can you think of kind of an experience like that where someone where like someone you were trying to recruit someone, but they were just too weird or too strange or something like that. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I've uh, definitely learned a lot about, uh, cause I mean, going into it, I didn't really know anything, anything about the roles that I was recruiting for. You know, I didn't really know much about computer science or engineering, uh, software engineering, but I'm learning a little bit about just some of the terminology. Uh, so that's been really interesting. And I've had, uh, you know, definitely some interesting, uh, you know, uh, I've had some interesting conversations. I'm trying to think of, but, um, yeah, I, yeah, to... it's been, uh, it's been, really grown a lot as a person, I think, and you know, just professionally from it. You know, I'm talking, a lot of them are from India. Uh, yeah. You know, they, they'll go to, you know, they'll do their bachelor's in India, and then they'll come over to the States and do their master's and what have you. And a lot of them have, you know, worked for Microsoft before in India, and then now they're looking for something in the States. Most of the people I work with are on the West Coast, uh, so sometimes I work a little bit later into the evening. You know, it just depends on uh, people's schedules and, you know, what I have going on, uh, but it's, which is pretty cool. Um, it is pretty flexible. Uh, you know, sometimes I'll get up early and, you know, I'll be able to start, you know, say 7, 7.30 in the morning and then, you know, if I, and then be done by, you know, before 4 o'clock. And then I could, you know, if I have, uh, one time I, you know, did that, I was going about to go on a road trip to see some family four hours away and we wanted to, you know, get there. We didn't want to be too late getting there. So I was able to, you know, start work a little earlier and finish a little earlier. And then sometimes I start a little later and, you know, work a little later into the evening if I'm, you know, have a call, if I'm candidate, <coughs> you know, later in the day. Um, you know, because or if I have a meeting, you know, when it's two or three o'clock, um, you know, in Washington State or in California at six o'clock um, in my location, uh, undisclosed location. So uh, it is. Um, so it does. I've definitely learned how to you know, manage my time and how to, uh, you know, be flexible. Which is good for. Just life in general, I think. I agree. That's really, that's really, really interesting. Yeah. So what, I mean, what, what was, or who was basically the most, um, 
who was your most interesting uh, um, applicant where you, you talked to them and then you thought, wow, that's a really interesting person. You know, obviously you can't say who it was, but can you try to, to describe a person like that? It was a really interesting yeah, person. Um, so I basically, I reached out to you know, LinkedIn recruiter. It's kind of like search engine optimization. So I you know, put in different keywords and uh, locations and, you know, that I'm looking for different skill sets and you know, it brings up a big list of people. And then, you know, I add them to the project <clears> and I can, I can basically contact, you know, 25 people at a time. Um, sure. And, you know, so it's always interesting to see, like, you know, the response rate and how it works. And um, I've definitely had, you know, candidates from who have been in different parts of the country. Uh, um, candidates who work for computing companies. Um, it's definitely the most, definitely makes things interesting see you know the work that they've they've done and then you know how they how they want to translate that over into a potential uh you know career with microsoft right right so <clears throat> interesting um cool cool so do you so have you have you been on the tour of microsoft have you been out to seattle i have not yet uh, i've only been doing this for a little over three months or so. Uh, so, yeah, not yet, but, um, you know, I'm sure eventually it'd be pretty cool to get it, to get out there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's really, that's really, really, really fascinating. Um, it seems like you, you know, you've done really well, but it also seems like you um, had a lot of good support at your university. They really helped you. And they really had, they really seemed to have an interest in you. They did, definitely. Well, you should be very appreciative of that. I will, I will tell you that, um, you know, I don't want to. It's for everyone. There you go. And it was certainly not the case for me. I'm doing fine now. No worries. Um, But, you know, there were a couple of times in history where looking back, you know, and everybody's like this and like, you know, gee, you know, I needed a little bit more luck with that one or a G. I needed to find maybe the right person then, or that person could have been more supportive, or that person didn't need to contact me, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that that's been kind of my story with life. But yeah, um, yeah, my company is is also a tech company out in out in the west, an un, undisclosed location, um, somewhere. Um, but they have people who work, you know, doing teaching work like me from all over the world, and then they have staff who lives all over the world. So. You know, the interesting thing about working from home is you never really know what the other end is going to be. You don't know what country it is. You don't know what time or what season or what's happening. You never know what's going to happen. So that's, mm-hmm. the, that's the magic of the society that we live in now. Yeah. Yeah. So with this with this job that you're doing now, I mean, are you able to just pick the hours, like pick shifts that you want to work? or do, Or do they just tell you, Jason – Tomorrow, I need you up by this time and complete this number of applications or something like that. How, how does it work? Um, it's basically just like they, I mean, 40 hours a week, and it's kind of flexible as to how I do it. I mean, I don't really, I don't really deal with applications per se. It's more, you know, we reach out to the candidates and talk to them, 
and then we, you know, write up their info and get it out to, um, you know, managers, uh, you know, for, for, for more technical interviews is kind of, is the process. Um, yeah. Right. 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 In, interesting. Wow. Wow. Well, really, really interesting. Really fascinating. Okay. Good. Hmm. So, um, if, so what are some other employment issues that you want to talk about? Because I think that employment is becoming, you know, for us, you know, thanks to God, both of us are employed and we don't have to worry about this too much. I mean, we, we both, I mean, everybody has worries. Everybody has things in their life to worry about. But luckily, the issue of employment for me and for you is not as big of a of a immediate issue. Um but I will tell you that I've been doing a lot of research about what blind people are going through around the world. And I'm on a lot of these groups, you know, on Facebook. And basically how this podcast was started was I felt that blind people are just not getting enough support. And that there are a couple people like us who work and are fine. But the majority, in my opinion, kind of need some help. So yeah. what do you – I mean, am, am I – I, I mean, no, that that's true. Yeah. Would you, I mean, am I, is it my imagination or is that what's going on? Because that could be, that could be just my perception, but, but what do you think? I would, yeah, I, I think that that's pretty much what's going on. I mean, I think still only about 70% of blind people in the United States, um, are, uh, you know, are, are unemployed. So, right. you know, of those who are able or of age, um, so, so that's not a very, very good statistic. And I'm sure in other countries it's probably worse. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, or in some other, or so, it depends on the country. Yeah, and some, there's definitely a lot of work that needs to be done. Um, you know, it's, I think part of it's, you know, equipping blind people with the skills and the confidence that they need. And part of it's also equipping, you know, those who are the employers themselves. With, right. You know, the desire to hire blind people, um, and, you know, to understand, you know, what what we're capable of. Well, it's a, it's a two-way street. So what you need is you need the number one, the blind yeah. person needs to be ready. But then the other end needs to be ready. If you're the recruiter, you need to be ready for the blind person. Yeah. Have you now have you gotten any blind recruits? You know, anyone? Um, obviously, they wouldn't tell you. But have you gotten anyone where you think in your mind, ah. Oh, I just spoke with um, someone today, you, you know, you, you're done with work and you're eating dinner. You think, you know, a couple hours ago when I was talking to, um, uh, you know, you know, Peter uh, from Russia, for instance, I, I thought he was blind, but I'm not sure. Have you ever had that experience? Um, no, I haven't. Uh, I have had someone with a speech impediment. Um, okay. But no, I haven't had blind recruits. I don't know the positions that we I recruit for. Um, you know, that would be interesting. I, I mean, I know that there's blind computer programmers. Um, sure. I mean, I, I recruit for uh, you know software engineering, like uh, distributed computing, cloud computing, a lot of that kind of stuff, machine learning. Um, I don't know how many blind people there are in you know those kinds of fields. Um, you know, we're looking for. Right. People who are pretty advanced, um, you know, obviously, uh, 
I think it would depend on the position. Uh, some of them positions, I think, are a little bit visual in nature, but then some of them aren't as much. Uh, so it kind of, I think it would just, it depends. Um, but that would be interesting if I were to end up, uh, you know, coming across a blind recruit. Yeah, yeah. I've gotten a couple of students over the years who are blind. One is a professor, one is a something or other. You know, I've had that experience. And then I've had other students who are sighted, but a couple of them actually work work with blind people. One was a lawyer. That was really interesting. So it's kind of cool when you're working from home and you interact with someone who has your has so many things similar to you. That can be very very odd and very very entertaining and and very 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 interesting for uh, for uh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So. Um, But the reality, I think, is that I think most most blind people, um, how do I put this, are, are just oh boy, Jason, help me here. How how do I explain the truth of this? I, I think a lot of blind people. It, it's not that it's not a lack for trying. But I think that a lot of blind people simply just don't have the appropriate skills. Yeah. For, for today, for, for today's, um, society. Um, and I'm, I'm sorry to say that. And I know that's going to bother you as the listener and as the viewer when you're on YouTube watching this. I know you just cringed, but I, I don't know. In, in my opinion, that's, uh, that's the truth. So what do you think? I mean, what, what do you think blind people really need to do just in general around the world? Because obviously the 99% of them are not going to be be one of your recruits on one of your lists. So what do most of them need to do? What do you think? Well, I would say, um, you know, definitely get an education, uh, you know, get, you know, learn how to become confident traveling, you know, because most jobs are not work from home. So, you know, um, I'm very fortunate uh, that, you know, when it's, when there's two feet of snow on the ground, as long as I have power, um, you know, getting to and from uh, isn't really an issue right now. Um, but, uh, you know, definitely be confident in traveling in different environments because, you know, if you have to walk to work or take public transit to work, you know, your boss is more than likely, your boss is going to want you to come in, even if, even if it's downpouring. Uh, so just, uh, you know, learn to like, develop some good orientation and mobility skills. Uh, it can be challenging at times and, you know, can be, you know, sometimes, you know, when you got a lot of traffic and, you know, it's raining and stuff, it's not always fun, but, you know, it's, <laughs> It's part of life, and so I would say, you know, get yourself connected with, you know, the services that you need to, you know, be confident in, in that. I would say as well, technology especially, you know, um, of course, typing, but then, you know, be able to at least, you know, have decent skills with, you know, find doing research on the Internet, um, you know, Something that was a little bit challenging for me at first was um, 
you know, learning certain uh, features in Word, like how to read comments and like track changes, you know, that's oftentimes used in a lot of different professions. And uh, so I'm pretty good with it now, but it's not something that you just think of right off the bat, per se. Uh, there's a lot of technology things that I'm still learning. Um, yeah. You know, Excel, especially, um, you know, uh, I mean, I think a lot, Excel is one of those things that sometimes it isn't taught as much as others. And so, trying to, you know, finding resources to learn it, um, you know, Freedom Scientific has kind of revamped some of their training and so that's been helpful. Uh, there's actually a website called blind.training. It's like a kind of set up more or less like a blog, but it has, uh, it's almost like a textbook uh, that you buy. I think they're like 90 bucks a piece, but they go into pretty good detail. And so I got the one for Excel, like my sophomore year of college and read through it because I was taking a class, uh, called strategic use of information tech, uh, that I, uh, you know, needed to, my teacher didn't really know anything about using Excel with a keyboard. And so I was kind of learning and she was learning. And yeah, so it was definitely an interesting experience. Um, you know, and so, you know, learning how to, you know, format, basic formatting of documents, I would say, and, you know, using spreadsheets, you know, basic formulas and, um, you know, with Excel, there are some visual concepts that I wasn't aware of. Um, you know, I basically you're sometimes if you have, you know, too much text inside a cell, then they can, the text can, in different cells that are next to each other can kind of overlap, right? So, uh, you know, you have to go into your ribbon and set it to, uh, you know, auto fit, uh, the cells so that, you know, visually, uh, you know, things aren't uh, cropped over and overlapping. Um, and that's not something that you're necessarily going to see on the screen, per se. Uh, but, you know, when a sighted person is looking at it, um, you know, they're going to know that um, that it doesn't look, you know, it doesn't look very well. Right. Some of those things, I think. Also, uh, PDFs. Or another issue. <clears throat> Sometimes you get PDFs that aren't always most accessible. So, you know, right. optical character recognition, OCR program of some kind, you know, be it just JAWS OCR or, um, you know, there's all kinds of different programs out there. Um, you know, I've used uh, Robo Braille, it's a free service that converts PDFs. Uh, but PDFs can be a challenge and trying yeah. to, you know, under, trying to get people to understand that they're a challenge, uh, can be tough because, you know, when I, I have to explain to people sometimes that, you know, I can read a PDF, but if it's just a picture of it, the text, uh, it's not really going to help me much. I mean, yeah, I can OCR it, but, uh, OCR isn't always accurate, you know, it, it it has improved over time, uh, but 
it's never it's usually not a hundred percent. So especially when you have numbers and graphs and things in there can get crazy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I think basically you answered the question that blind people need to be able to really use computers. That are very, it's about the, it's about, do you know how to use the technology or do you not know how to use the technology? That's yeah. basic, basically what it's basically what it's about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, everybody isn't, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm not the most advanced JAWS user. I mean, I, you know, I think JAWS is really interesting because there's like so many features in there that I think uh, a lot of the most of the population who uses it probably doesn't know about or doesn't use. And you know, I mean, you can get really, really advanced, and you don't necessarily have to. But you know, I would say learn, you know, know how to use Word, you know, know how to adjust your font, know how to, um, you know, adjust your, you know, paragraphs, and you know, at least some of those basic things um, are definitely, you know, know how to use Excel, know how to browse the internet, um, you know, use Outlook is another big one. Um, and, you know, Freedom Scientific has come out with some, they've kind of revamped their training department and they have some good, you know, audio tutorial tutorials on, you know, those kinds of things. I find, they, I find those the most helpful. Um, I mean, sometimes I use the JAWS help menu too, but it's, I mean, it's got so much stuff in there that sometimes it can be a little tough to find what you're looking for. I mean, I, you know, you can adjust, you know, all kinds of different settings and, I mean, there's a few things in there that I adjust, but, I mean, I think Word, Excel, Outlook, you know, learn how to use those things, you know, first before you become, try to be, you try to become, you know, the most power JAWS user <laughs> is kind of what I would say. Right. Exactly. Good. Good. Great. Great. Mm-hmm. And then I know yeah. some blind people like Macintosh. You know, I haven't really had much experience with that, but I'm interested in, you know, what you think about that because. Well, that's what I use. I'm on the Apple side, and I think that Apple is really a lot easier because I think Apple's a lot easier because you just I don't need to memorize commands as much. Um it's just even in college you use Mac. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. For papers? Yes. Definitely. Wow. So you used Microsoft Word on the Mac and it worked well? Mm. No, actually, I think sometimes I would use Word or sometimes I would use Pages, but it, it kind of it kind of depends. But you were able to format them independently. Yes, definitely, yeah. definitely, yeah, yeah. That's pretty easy. Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, and then you got your MLA and APA and Chicago styles and all that stuff. I mean, most of as a business major, I didn't deal with that a ton. It was mostly MLA. And mm-hmm. they weren't extremely strict about it, but I'm sure, I'm assuming, you know, since you were international relations, they were probably more strict about it. Do you want to talk a little bit yeah. about that? Well, they were, they were, but my college experience was very different, as I hinted before, because at my college, there was not a whole lot of support 
and the attitude at that at my school was not the same attitude that your school had. So you you had a much better experience in in college um, with you know people who were willing to learn with you, people who had an interest, you know. So that's a lot of it too. I think a lot of it depends on the college that you go to. Yeah. So originally, how did you how did you find uh, Messiah College? How did I find it? Um, I went to a college fair during my senior year of high school, where there were you know just a bunch of colleges, and um, you know I just talked to them. I had heard of it before. I mean, I, it was only about an hour from where I grew up, and um, you know it. I talked to the admissions counselor and was just kind of really impressed by it. Uh, you know, all that it offered as far as, you know, uh, college life and extracurriculars that I talked about, um, as well as, you know, uh, just, you know, the faith aspect um, was important for me. Uh, Good. And just the community aspect, you know, kind of, I didn't want a huge school. I didn't, you know, I kind of wanted relatively, I didn't want to be in, you know, stuck in an auditorium full of, you know, 500 students, like, you know, some of these big universities. Um, you know, I wanted a little bit more of a personal uh, experience, and that's, that was basically what, essentially what I got, so, yeah, I, I was definitely a good decision. Really good, really cool. And um, so when you're done with work each day, what are some of your hobbies and thing and things like that? Oh, yeah. So um, I like going out and taking walks. Um, you know, we have a pond and like a pathway that goes around it uh, near my apartment complex. Uh, so I, I like doing that. Um, I like, uh, you know, hanging out with friends in the area. I'm involved in a young adult uh, church group. Um, it's, you know, people in their 20s and 30s, and, you know, we meet once a week. Uh, sometimes we'll go out to dinner or something as well. Um, you know, it's been a good way to meet people. I like um, I like going to the gym, you know, using the treadmill. Uh, do a little bit of uh, a little bit of strength training stuff. Uh, you know, just finding ways to get out, you know, stay active because, you know, I've when you've, you know, you're inside, you know, your house or your apartment all day working, you know, you got to definitely find ways to get out there. You know, it's, it's no fun to just spend all your life inside, you know. So uh, I tried to do that. Uh, during the summer, uh, my apartment complex has a pool. Uh, I mean, I just moved into it a couple months ago, So, I, but I was able to take advantage of that for the last uh, couple weeks that it was open. Uh, so I, you know, definitely, you know, when it opens back up, you know, in the in the summer, I'm gonna uh, take advantage of that. Um, yeah, I enjoy cooking. I like having friends over, uh, you know, especially on weekends. So, yeah, it's um, I'm gonna be getting involved in, you know, probably some more things as you know time goes on. 
I like read, you know, reading, listening to podcasts. Um, do you do you music. listen? Do you do you do you listen to Aaron's show? Yes, I do. I do. <laughs> okay, good. Just check. Just making sure. Good. Okay. Well, that's well, that's great. I think it's really important for you to say. Yeah, I stay active too. I go sailing when I'm not teaching. Um, if I'm not teaching, I, a couple times a month I volunteer um, at a nature center near my home, and I take care of some snakes and some turtles and things like that. That's a lot of fun. Ooh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's really awesome to get to hold snakes and I, I adore snakes, but that's certainly not for everyone, but it's a, um, a very therapeutic and very entertaining way for me to, you know, get out and do stuff. So, yeah. Great. Mm. What about, um? so what about traveling overseas? How much of that have you done? I really haven't done a lot of traveling overseas. Um, I think, I mean, the farthest I've been, you know, I've been all over the country. You know, my the last episode we talked about, you know, Louisiana and Texas, and I went out to Vegas uh, last summer for the NFB yeah. convention. But I haven't I heard, been. I heard um, a lot of there was a lot of um, issues, and there was some. There was a, a lot of constructive criticism about what happened over the summer at Vegas, I heard. Yeah. You had to walk through the casino, basically, to get from the hotel part area to the you know area where the convention, the convention center area. So that was definitely fascinating. I see. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It can be it can be quite a gamble to walk through a casino. As a blind person, when you don't really know where you're going, you know. Right, right. Well, um, here. I know you've been overseas quite a bit, haven't you? I, I have. Guys, I know. You know, I don't know. My my voiceover is very uh, talkative tonight. I, I don't know why it's so triggered right now. Well, anyway, it's kind of the interesting part about this show. You don't know how the technology will um, will help us as we go along. But Jason, I do I do need to get going. Um, but let me just kind of give us or give ourselves a little a little outro here, a little a little you know to to conclude i guess that was that was a really really good a really really good show today um and um and yeah you are you are always 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 welcome um on my on my podcast anytime you want to come on just reach out to me and 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 let me you know let 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 me know um, so let me just go back and, and remind everybody that um, this podcast is available for you on on Anchor. We're also proud to be by, pod or broadcasting or podcasting on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, and Radio Public. And I'm sure there'll be a lot more platforms to come. By the way, I'm also starting a um, a group, an online forum where you know. I'm sure you're listening out there and you've always thought, you know, Aaron, I, I really want to talk to you directly. I really want to send you a message about something. So that's why I want you to keep your eyes open because I'm going to be posting um, in my group, in my IO group about today's episode, 
Um, I haven't done it yet, so I don't know exactly what you're going to see, but you should make sure to head on over to Aaron's show on Facebook, our Facebook page, uh, for more information. And, uh, Jason, is there anything you want to say to end, to wrap it up? Uh, yeah. Say, definitely, uh, Thank you for having me on. Um glad to be able to give insight into you know, my experiences and as a blind person and, you know, doing yeah. all the things that I've done and hope that uh, those who are listening out there will, uh, you know, take the plunge into, uh, shall we say, uh, getting out of their comfort zone because I think that's ultimately that was, that's kind of sums everything up. Um yeah, when we get out of our comfort zones, we expand and we learn more about ourselves and those around us and might figure out that uh, we have an interest in things that, in something that maybe we didn't have an interest in, interest in very much previously. Uh, so, yeah, that's basically all I got to say. Well, I agree. Great job. Have a good day today and a great day tomorrow. It's time for pumpkin flavors and new fall favorites at Dunkin'. And also some tough decisions. Like, do I want a signature pumpkin spice ice latte? A brand new oat milk latte? A new chai latte? Or a pumpkin iced coffee? Oh, and the bakery. Do I want a pumpkin donut or... Uh, there are other people behind you in this drive-thru. Oh, uh, I'll just take it all. Okay. It's all the cozy you crave at Dunkin'. Pumpkin favorites and new fall additions, like new creamy without the dairy oat milk lattes and the signature pumpkin spice ice latte, plus more. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Rule the day the plant-based way with the new vegan mixed berry from Smoothie King. Powered by whole, non-GMO fruits, oat milk, and vegan protein, it's a dairy-free, plant-based smoothie you can feel great about. With 13 grams of protein and half your daily fiber, it's an easy way to get the essential nutrients your body craves. Skip the line and order online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King. Rule the day.